What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Misguided Goddess Podcast. This is the Misguided Goddess, Sion. How y'all doing? I hope you that you all are doing wonderful. I hope that you all had a blessed and abundant week. I pray that your week was prosperous and you were able to take advantage of some new opportunities that was opened up to you. Um, did y'all check out the full moon this week? It was beautiful. We had a full moon in Aquarius this week. And I went out, I think I went outside at almost midnight, okay? And usually when a sun, or not when a sun, usually when it's a full moon, the way that my apartment is set up, if I look out my patio doors, moon is right there. So this time it was kind of on top of the building so I really had to like walk outside look up to see it but it was beautiful uh I'm just gonna jump right into the pod this week I know I'm showing up a little late but it's with good reason uh yesterday I was able to go and spend some time with my mom I have not hung out really with my mom in like in weeks and that's not like us at all. I usually go visit my mom every weekend. And because of all of these things that I've been dealing with, I wasn't really able to. But my cousin came in town this weekend. <sighs> y'all know. Well, if y'all follow me on my social media, which hopefully you do, then you guys know that my cousin Nara is everything. Okay. We are, we're your part. We are like cousins. We're like best friends. It's so cool. Like I have two cousins that are close to the same age as me and we literally are like three peas in a pod and we just have so much fun together every time we get together. And this time, uh, Nava came and stayed with me. This girl had me up till four o'clock in the morning on, on Friday. So she know I love her cause I had to go to work on Saturday and I'm glad that I bought up work on Saturday. So I was scheduled to work on Sunday, but I don't work on Sundays. When I got demoted at my job, I talked to the managers and I let them know I don't work on Sundays and I don't close. So they put me on a schedule to open on a Sunday and to close like three days this week. And I'm not doing it. I refuse. And that brings me into what I wanted to talk about on the pod this week. I have been going back and forth with this. Yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm so conflicted y'all. Like I'm so conflicted because I'll tell y'all I've been working for the company that I worked for, for five years. Before I started working for this company, I used to love visiting this store because I'm just, I'm obsessed with home improvement. Like I'm such a home improvement nerd. Like at one point when I'm going to say maybe three years ago, three years ago when I was at my job, I was in love with my job. And my boyfriend at the time, he used to always make fun of me. He's like, he used to always make fun of me because no matter what, I was not missing work because I loved going to work and I'm no longer at that. Like I despise going to work. At one point, I would go into work, and as soon as I'd get there, I would break out in hives or feel nauseous. And I feel like I'm at a point where it's time for me to leave. So, I feel like it's time for me to leave, but the people that I speak to about the way that I'm feeling about this job, 
they keep trying to talk me out of it. You're not going to find a job that's going to pay you what you're making. You won't find a job with those benefits. Don't quit until you find something else. And I just, I know that they are right in the sense that maybe I won't find a job that has such great benefits and pays me what I'm being paid. But I'm at a point in my life where I don't, I'm not going to say I don't care about money, but money isn't as important to me as it once was because I learned that when people say money can't buy happiness, I used to think that that's just something that rich people tell broke people. And now I see it's, it's true. Money can't buy happiness because I moved back here because I got a promotion. Well, I got a promotion. I wanted to come back home and I like that made my final decision. The fact that I got this promotion. So I got a raise. And then I was in position for like three months and I was so excited to do this job because this was like, this was such a big deal to me. I've, I've been wanted this job and I finally got it. And I liked my coworkers. I liked what I was doing. And then one day I went into work and my entire life changed because I got demoted. And the job that I'm doing now, it's really not that bad. Like, I promise y'all, it's really not that bad. Like, I, I know I complain so much about it because I don't like it. But I didn't move here to do the job that I'm doing right now. And, like, everything changed about it. Like, the, the job I was doing changed. The structure of my job changed. My scheduling changed. And I'm very unhappy with it. And I'm still dealing with the situation with my apartment. They haven't said anything. I haven't said anything. So I don't know what's going on at this point. But once I finish recording a pod, I'm going to go in and um, talk to them and figure all this out. And I did this social experiment on my Facebook. And a lot of people thought that. A lot of people thought that I was literally talking about a relationship, but I really was not. So I posted on my Facebook and on my Instagram that I asked a question. And the question that I asked was, if someone came to you and said, I'm so unhappy in this relationship, it stresses me out and causes me to become depressed. I want to leave, but I have nothing without this relationship. Every time we're together, I feel so enraged that I want to hurt my partner. It's making me feel like I'm crazy. I don't know what to do. What advice would you give them? Like if a person came to you and said that. So although I put it in a way, I got I got this idea from my ex-boyfriend Montez. We were talking and he was just like, you know, everybody that's telling you to stay at this job that you hate that makes you so unhappy If you were in a relationship and you told somebody that you were this unhappy, they would simply tell you to leave. They would simply tell you to leave. But since it's a job and that's literally what I was saying, like, that's what my job makes me feel like I get there and I feel upset. I don't want to do anything like my coworkers are cool. Like I have a bunch of cool coworkers. So it's not that I don't have like an issue with anybody in the store. 
I have an issue with the job now. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's different from when, it's different from before I left to go to Dallas. Before I left to go to Dallas, I had issues with managers at my job. When I went to Dallas, I had no issues with my managers. I had, I had an issue with one of my coworkers. He was an older guy. He was, he was weird, but I knew more than he did. And he didn't like taking, um, he didn't like taking instructions from me, even though I was training him. So I had to let him sink on his own because I wasn't going down with that ship. And he ended up quitting. So it didn't matter to me. I'm like, this is the job that I like doing. Like, I loved my job when I lived in Dallas. And I know y'all probably saying, well, why did you come back? I came back really honestly and truly because I was there by myself. Um, I I I wasn't very good with money. So I had to Uber everywhere. And it just, it it didn't work out for me. And that's, that's the honest, honest to God truth. So that's why I moved back home. Plus I got this awesome promotion that I really, really wanted. But anyway, back to what the advice I'll, I'll share some of the advice with you. So one girl that I went to high school with, she said, I would advise that person to find a friend or family member who would let them stay with them until they're back on their feet or I will refer them to a shelter that could help line up some housing and other forms of support or they could stay with or they could stay in the situation save as much as possible and jump when the opportunity presents itself I thought that was so funny but another person said "Wean, wean themselves off of the relationship slowly if they live together move out I mean some people really thought that I was talking about an actual relationship. So a lot of the uh, advice is more about what they would do if it was like that kind of situation for real. But most people literally says leave, leave. It's always okay to start over. Another person said, I would offer them to come and stay with me if it was someone that I knew uh, purposely because nothing's worse than feeling helpless and hopeless. Another co-worker, well, she was my co-worker before I moved to Dallas. She was a old, my one of my old lady friends because I make old lady friends everywhere I go. <laughs> and she said, peace of mind is everything. Your, helping it, your happiness and your health and well-being is vitally important. You are stronger than you think. You are stepping out on you you can step out on fate and let god do the rest don't continue to stay in a relationship that makes you feel that you are not loved an enraged person is going to react before you get yourself into that situation leave and know that god will walk with you step by step remember you you are loved be safe and good luck so i definitely think that she thinks that i'm in a bad relationship (laughs) and Again, I'm I'm not, guys. I'm not, I promise. I'm big single, okay? And I posted it on my Instagram and one person just literally wrote, um, bitch, leave. <laughs> Another person said, leave. You have yourself. Nothing is worth losing your peace of mind. Um, another person said, Shout out to my friend D because she literally just sent me City Girl lyrics. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely understand where she was coming from with that one. And 
the my one of my internet friends said, get the fuck out. Every day there is a choice. Every day there is a choice not to be happy. And he was right. So what I wanted to say was, if you can tell me that advice when I come to you, when I talk to you about me being in a terrible relationship, why is it that when I come to you and tell you I'm so unhappy at my job and it's draining me, it's causing me all this stress and depression, why is it that people say, oh, well, you got to stay because you got to make money? What? Huh? That makes absolutely positively no sense to me. And the person who was telling me this the most was my mom. And it's like, I totally understand where she was coming from because she told me she had to do a lot of things in her life that she didn't want to do, but she did it until she was able to do better. And while I definitely, definitely understand where she's coming from and I totally respect that she did that, me and my mom don't have the same responsibilities, I'll say. Because when my mom was my age, my mom had four kids. I don't have any kids. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she had, and I, and it broke my heart to even go to her and tell her like how I really was feeling. But since I have opened up to her about how I have been feeling mentally, like I said, it's a slow, it's a slow process. But she's actually trying to take the time out to understand me and how I feel about certain situations. And she told me straight up, she was just like, you know, I think that you should stay until you find something different, which nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that advice. But then she said, you know, she came back and she said, if all those fails, you know, you can always come back home. Like that's. That's my mom has been telling me that ever since I moved out of her house, you know, no matter what, you can always come back home if you have to. And I've been feeling like I may have to do that. And I really, really don't want to. Like, I thoroughly enjoy living alone. I thoroughly enjoy it. Mostly because I I like being home nude. But that's a that's a whole different story. (laughs) But um, I was talking to. Another situation that happened with my job, I'll say this first. Another situation that happened with my job was when I went back to work um, from medical leave, I couldn't uh, like clock in and clock out, you know, like on the computers, everything like that, because like I was locked out of a bunch of stuff. So my managers had to manually key in my time and nobody did that. So I didn't get paid. (laughs) I worked for two weeks and I didn't get paid. And then I talked to the store manager and he was just like, oh, well, we put the time in so you'll get paid the next pay period. So I'm going to be working for four weeks and not getting paid. And then he was like, well, you know, are you going to be okay financially? And I'm like, no, because who the fuck would be okay financially? Like, who would be? Like, yeah, I had some money, but I have bills. You know what I'm saying? And... By me having to deal with the issues that I'm dealing with with my apartment, I'm trying to find somewhere else to live. So I have to pay a deposit. I have to pay first month's rent somewhere else. I can't afford to not 
get paid. You know what I mean? So that just pushed me totally over the edge. Like I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And I was talking to my old man friend about it and he blew, he blew me. Like he blew me because I call him my old man friend and he does try to help me out a lot. Like with, he gives me a lot of different advice. He's, but his issue is because he's older than me, he tries to talk to me like I'm his child. And I have to remind him often that, sir, I'm not your child. I'm my parents' child. So you don't get to talk to me certain ways. So he's a Virgo. I don't know if y'all ever had to deal with a Virgo man before, but Virgo men, they're literally going to say whatever is on their mind and it is what it is. And I understand that, but me and him also had this conversation before where you're not going to talk to me crazy, but this time he didn't, I'm not going to say he talked to me crazy. He didn't, it wasn't reckless. It wasn't wild. I just didn't like what he said to me. He said to me, you know, you wouldn't be in this, if you wouldn't be in this predicament, if you wouldn't have took three weeks off to lay around and not do anything. I took a three week leave from my job cause I was stressed out and I literally was feeling like I was going to lose my mind. Like I felt enraged. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to hurt something. I wanted to hurt somebody and that's not me. And so I couldn't do my job. Like I couldn't go to work every day. So he just was like, you know, you could have went to work every single day for those three weeks. And I'm like, how tell me how explain to me with how I was feeling, how was I supposed to get up every single day, go to work and act like everything was okay? How? Easy. Just get up and put your pants on. Nah, it's not that easy. So he's a person. He told me that he had dealt with depression before. And I told him, I'm like, well, I'm not taking away from that. I'm not saying that you didn't, but maybe that, uh, maybe it was different levels. Like maybe you were dealing with something that made you sad and not depressed, but depression can be crippling. And I'm not saying because a a lot of people keep saying that this is me making an excuse. Depression is not an excuse. And I feel like people think that when you tell somebody, Oh, I don't want to do this today because I'm depressed that you're just being lazy. And that's the excuse to get out of something. No, it's not like I physically cannot get up. I mentally cannot get up and move around and do certain things that I usually can if I wasn't having this depressive episode right now. And that's what I want people to realize and understand. I cannot continue on dealing with depression and going to work every single day at a job that I don't want to go to. So I had to realize that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what advice anybody gives me because I'm the person that has to live with this. So I decided this morning that, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I decided this morning that I am like, while I am still actively looking for more like other employment, I'm just going to go ahead and put in my two weeks notice at my job because I can't do this. Like I can't. And it, I didn't want my podcast to 
be this because now I feel like I've been taught it's been this is week eight and I'm still talking about being depressed eight weeks like that's terrible I don't want to keep continue on I don't want to continue on like this because I want to put out great content like I don't want this to just be the depression podcast I don't and I know that while y'all are listening y'all probably don't not thinking that because but that's that's how I feel you know I wanted to make this podcast because I've always, I've always liked, you know, um, putting certain things together. I always wanted to be like a talk show host or like a radio host or something like that. And my podcast was the whole purpose of me. My podcast was my outlet for that. You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, while this is the Misguided Goddess podcast, I want you guys to be on this journey with me. So that's how I know that it's, it's, it's time. Like it's time for me to go. You know what I mean? Like I can't continue on like this, like everything I'm unsure of everything and everything is a hot mess right now. And I knew like the final straw was Saturday, Saturday night. Currency had, he was celebrating seven years of jet lounge. I can't believe it's been seven years already. Like I still remember talking to him on Twitter about this. The first, the first jet lounge because I was like oh is this a show or are we just chilling and he was like oh no it's not a show we just gonna hang out and make it cloudy and that's exactly what he said to me and I just thought like I thought about that and I was just like you know but this one it was gonna be like jet lounge but he was going to be releasing um hot august nights I love it by the way uh I love the song another score that's my favorite song on there right now and I was so excited about going and I'm like, okay, awesome. Like this came, this is coming at the perfect time. I get to see Spitter. <sighs> I'm so happy. And then I didn't get paid on Friday. So I ended up not being able to go. And I just stayed home in my bed and listened to the mixtape. I mean, he definitely got some streams off me. <laughs> but uh, that broke my heart to not be able to go to that, you know, because whenever, when I lived in Dallas, whenever Spitter had anything, I was there. And I was like, you know, I'm going to keep this up when I go home. So whatever he has in New Orleans, I'm out there. And it really, it broke my heart to have to miss that. You know what I mean? Because y'all already know, like, I'm his biggest fan. He knows, like, I know that I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> but that really it just it, it just hurt me that I couldn't go and I mean it's not the last show of course and I'll be at the next one but that just I, I really wanted to go to that one like I needed it like I thought I needed it um and just like this this situation I'm dealing with right now is really starting to change me and I don't like the way that it's changing me so I know for a fact, like I can't, and this is this, I want to say this cause now I, I feel like I'm babbling. So I'm going to say this and I'll move on to the next, um, segment of the show. When I was talking to my old man friend, he was like, people go to work and work at jobs that they hate every single day because they know that they need money. They know that they have responsibilities. And I said to him, I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be me. That's fucking miserable. That's miserable. 
And when I said that, he was like, well, if you don't want that to be you, then you're just going to be stuck in this cycle all the time. What? Nah, I'm not about to sit up here and work a job that I hate for 20 years. I'm not about to kill myself doing that shit. Nah, that's not cool. It's not at all. And with with that whole situation, that's a person who doesn't really know me all that well. Like he doesn't, we never really talked about me really, you know, like I talk, I, I keep people on a leash, you know what I mean? Like on a short leash. Like if I fuck with you the long way, then you gonna know everything. But if I fuck with you the short way, then, you know, they have certain parts. Like I know like situations that I could bring to you, like, you know certain th- topics that I could talk about with you. And me, I'm the type of person I could talk about anything with anybody. But if I know that you don't care, or I feel like you don't care, I'm not about to go into that with you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't go into everything with him. So I'm like, you don't, you don't understand me. Like, you don't understand me. And you're committed to not understanding me. So I'm not about to go back and forth with you. And that's what it was. Like, I ain't going back and forth with you. It's like, cut it. And especially if I don't have to. Like, I don't have to go back and forth with you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like, I don't have to answer to nobody. I don't know. So, that was that. So, uh, I'm going to just jump right into my next segment. Because I said that I want to say. My next segment is going to be Adulting 101. And shout out to NERD because that Fire Die album has been my morning motivation for the past two weeks. So my Adulting 101 this week is, uh, I labeled it this chorus from that album, from the song Fire Dies. Fire Dies, Sink or Swim, Which One Shall I Choose? And Adulting 101 this week is all about risk-taking. So as a 20-something, early 30-something, you know, I'm not an early 30-something. I'm still a 20-something. But for my early 30-somethings, shout out to (laughs) y'all. You know, there comes a time in your life where you have to decide whether you want to take a risk or not. And I'm the type, I'm a risk-taker. You know what I mean? Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a risk taker. Like I'm, I've, I've been flying off. Like I've been flying off all the time. Every decision that I've made in my life, I thought about it. Oh, I want to do this. Okay, well let me think of a plan real quick. So it's like, all right, I could take this risk or I could not do it. And I'm always the person to take that risk. Like I'm gonna take that risk. Fly or die. I'm flying, my love. And. A lot of people who are like a lot of Christian people, they they call it uh, stepping out on faith. I love that. I love that because people who are Christian, they say, if you step out on faith, then that mean that you are trusting God to guide your footsteps. And if you fail, that's not that God didn't guide your steps. It's just that he had to show you like you took the risk. All right, cool. But it didn't work out. So Back to the drawing boards we go. Let's go. But some people, they fail and they stop right there. When Aaliyah said, dust yourself off and try again, dust yourself off and try again. So with this right here, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm putting my two weeks in. Like, 
And the only reason why I want to put my two weeks in, I don't want to just up and quit. Like, I just, I hated my other job. So, fuck it. I just stopped showing up. I don't want to do that to them. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that to them. I'm going I'm to put in the two weeks and I'm going to do my thing. Plus, I started working with some customers. And even though I hate my job, when I work with customers, like, I still love that. You know what I'm saying? I love helping people love where they live. Like, I love that. I love home improvement. I love it. I'm not going to lie to you. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So I want to get into like general construction and stuff like that and interior design. That's that's what I studied in school. Like I studied business, real estate, interior design. That's what I went to school for. That's what I went to school for. And I couldn't figure out how to tie it all in. So I just took all the classes for this, took all the classes for that, took all the like. So, and no, I haven't graduated yet, but I have been thinking about getting back in school so I could go ahead and just finish up that good old, um, bachelor's degree or whatever. But, you know, back to what I was saying with risk taking, and I'll use this as an example. All right. When I'm, I'm going to use me moving to Dallas as an example. My lease was going to be up in October, October 31st, 2017. My lease was going to be up June 2017. I said, I'm throwing this party because it's my last party in New Orleans. I ain't living down here no more. When October come, I'm moving to Dallas. I'm getting up out of here. So this was my plan. My auntie, I have an auntie. Well, my cousin that I was telling y'all about earlier who came down. My auntie, her mom, was really living in Dallas. So my auntie was just like, you know, see, you can come and stay with me for a few months till you get on your feet, get your own spot. And I'm like, yeah, appreciate that auntie. Like, I love her, like, forever indebted to her because that's really my girl. And I remember I went to work. I'm going to say that was the 2020. This was like, had to be the 18th, August 18th. Yeah, August 18th. Fuck y'all, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. I'm moving to Dallas. So everybody coming up to me, see you putting your two weeks notice. Oh, you down bad, you down bad. But you know what I'm saying? I'm happy for you. All right. So the only person, and I just didn't want to tell one person that he might be listening, but shout out to my work day. You know who you are. Always going to be my work day. But anyway, <laughs> I told him and he was like, look, CC, you know, I'm going to miss you, but I'm glad you stepping out, you know? So that was a risk I was about to take. You know what I'm saying? I was, and I was going to go early because I'm like, I'm going to just move early. I can move out early. I already got some money saved up. So I'm only going to be paying the, it was like two months of rent I had to pay. All right, bet. Cool. Man, I get to work Monday. It was the lunar eclipse. I will never forget this. We had an eclipse that day. Probably wasn't the lunar eclipse. I might have messed that up, but I know it was an eclipse. August 21st, 2017. Whatever eclipse that was, this is what I'm talking about. So all us outside, we trying to see the eclipse. They telling us don't look at the sky because you're going to blind yourself. Look at the ground. So all us looking at the ground, trying to find it. It pays. CI, you need it to HR, whatever, whatever. No, CI, dialed this number. That's the back office. Fuck they want with me. Oh, see, you could come back here right fast. All right, man, I get in the office. So it's two of the managers, you know, two of the managers I'm cool with. One of the managers, she can't even look at me, son. 
she was like, man, I can't believe this. Like, she was so, like, she couldn't even look at me, son. And they basically told me I got fired. And I'm like, I ain't tripping. My first question was, listen, am I not going to be able to transfer to Dallas if I got fired? So they was like, nah, you could work for the company again. You could get rehired because you didn't get fired for theft of violence. So shout out to me for not dragging that bitch when I had the chance. Okay. Because then I wouldn't even be working for this company no more. But, uh, so I'm like, all right, bet. So Mel just so happened, my best friend just so happened to be like, oh, we going to lunch today. Man, Mel get there. I'm like, Mel, son, guess what just happened? She like, what? I'm like, man, I just got fired. <laughs> she was like, what? I'm like, son, I just got fired. So she was like, I'm right. I'm about to come get you. Man. <laughs> We go to the gas station. I'm like, I need a drink. What a henny at, man. I go to the gas station. Give me a little hen. Got me a pack of gauze. I went inside. I ain't, wait. I ain't even go to lunch. I ain't even eat. <laughs> I ain't even much eat, son. I went home. I rolled up, sitting on the sofa. I think Mel had to go back to class. So Mel dipped. She was like, I'm going to go back to class, but I'm going to come back over here. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to get in a pool. I'm in a pool by myself. I'm drunk. <laughs> in a pool on Snapchat by myself. The maintenance men coming around. Like I told y'all, I, I get cool with the maintenance men in my apartment. You know, you never know what you might need. So the one who work over here now, he see me in a pool. So we chatting it up. He like, why are you in a pool by yourself? I'm like, I'm celebrating. All right. Then like maybe I'm going to say three days later. Best friend Jordan, see I'm moving to Dallas. You won't come? Man, what? Yeah, I won't come. Pack my stuff. We dip. I went to Dallas for three weeks. I filled out 151 job applications. Went on full job interviews. I ain't getting none. So now I'm getting scared. Oh, it's time to go back to New Orleans now. My cousin got me back to New Orleans. So, because I'm like, you know, anywhere it go, I got to get back to New Orleans because I got to go pack up my apartment, right? So... My little sister was staying in my apartment for me. So she was help me, helping me pack up. My mama was like, you know, you could, we're going to just bring all your stuff to my house. And then once you get set up, you know, you get your moving truck, come down here, get all your stuff moved, you know. Man, shout out to my mama, son. Like, <laughs> but she thought I was playing. Like, this is the one thing I know my mama, she probably, every time I tell my mama I'm about to do something, she be thinking I'm playing until I really do it. Like, when I first told her I was moving out of her house, my mama came home from work and nothing was in my room. And she was like, oh, you really moved out? I'm like, yes, I told you I was leaving. Like, I told you this. You thought I was playing. Then I moved in another apartment. She thought I was playing. <laughs> my mama didn't believe I was moving to Dallas till she dropped me off at the airport. <laughs> she did not believe me. But I said all that to say this, like, a lot of people are scared to take risks, but you got to take them calculated risks. You know, like I told y'all on the first episode, listen to your body. Your body is not going to steer you wrong. And I'm listening to my body. I know my body telling me, see, this ain't for you no more. You outgrew this. Because guess what? When I started working for this company in 2014, I told myself, I'm not about to be one of these people working here for 20 years, slaving. I'm not doing it. 
I'm like, I'm giving myself five years tops. If I ain't in management in five years, I'm out. Guess what? I ain't in management. They got a few management positions open. I apply for them, but I know I, I don't really think I won't do it. I don't know. I'm going back and forth on that. But I don't know. I'm going back and forth on that only because I feel like I've outgrown the company. And I feel like I've learned what I needed to learn at this company. When I tell y'all, I don't learn, man, I learned so much stuff. I'm telling y'all, I could build a house from the bottom to the top. Like, I know everything you need now because of the jobs that I had here. You know what I'm saying? So, I said all that to say this, Adulting 101 this week. Don't be afraid to take those risks. The risks that we are afraid to take usually are the risks that we have to take in order to become the success that we want. In order to get to the next level that we want to get to, we got to take those risks. So I'm going to say this right now. This is the risk that I'm taking. I'm dipping like I'm out. So and when we get to episode 100 or whatever, we'll see if this was a good risk for me to take or not. We're going to see. Because I don't know. But right now, my body telling me it's time to decide, fly or die, sink or swim. Which one should you choose? I'm flying and I'm swimming. And I remember like a few years ago, I put that on my Facebook and my sister Ashley, shout out to my baby. My sister Ashley, she was like, uh, you flying and you swimming. Like I, I read it in her voice and that's her. <laughs> that's her. You know, so... That's just how I'm feeling about the situation right now. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give y'all another little uh, example of taking a risk. So I have a sister, my older sister, um, who recently took the Louisiana bar exam. I know she passed it, claiming it. And we was talking and she really wants to move to D.C. So first she was all gun ho I'm moving to D.C., da 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 looking at places, everything. And then we talked maybe like a month later and she was like I'm moving back to New Orleans I'm like nah no you ain't no she my sister put on like she's fearless but I could tell when she's scared like I could I could I, I could read my sister's like books like all all three of them I know my sister well I know all my siblings like I could read them I know when something ain't right I know when something is right I know when they lying I know when they're telling the truth, like, I'm telling y'all, I know them. Just from watching them, you know, you learn people. And I grew up with them, you know what I'm saying? And not only did I grow up with them, when we became adults and we became the people that we are right now, this is, like, we still making bonds right now, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all could grow up in the same house with a person and not even know them. Like, <laughs> that's how when people be like, oh mad shooters I never would have thought he would have did it he wouldn't hurt a fly whole time he got a whole jaw full of dead flies in the room and you don't even know nah I, none of my siblings can get away with none of that because I know them so anyway I said that to say this I'm trying to convince her take that risk like don't be scared I'm like all the people that is on that you meeting on this path they making it to well, you can move to D.C. Like you meeting all the right people because they telling you whether I can move, what's a good uh, location, the good jobs to apply to. 
like is lining up for you. Take this risk. And I feel like I'm finally getting through to her because now she's back talking about wanting to move to D.C. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, I'm going to keep y'all updated on that too. Cause I, and I want her to move to D.C. because I'm trying to go to D.C. They said that's where all the fine black single men at. Well, not all single, but fine, black, successful, you know, men who work in politics and things. They in D.C. And sis is single. I'm trying to get me a husband. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I'm, it's not a joke. I am trying to find me a husband. But I mean, you know, he don't have to be from D.C. I'm just saying, you know. But nah, I want I want her. So like if you feeling like you stagnant right now and they have a risk that you won't take, you got to decide you won't take that risk or you won't stay where you at. You won't you won't fly or die. You won't sink or you won't swim. That's my adulting one on one for this week. Because especially in your 20s, you're going to get like some opportunities going to cross your path and you're going to know whether or not you should take that risk or not. But make sure like it make sure it's calculated. Like I had to tell this to Mel, too. I'm like, you can't just don't just fly off the handle. I'm not about to suggest that because I did that when I was much younger. Like I flew off the handle when I was like 19 all the time, not thinking about shit, just jumping into it head first jumping into it now i'm kind of calculated with it like i'm I, I gotta see it i gotta see at least three months you know at least six months i gotta see it but you can't be scared and if you is scared hold your breath and jump in that's it that's my advice for adulting one-on-one for this week all right Cause we gonna make it through, man. We gonna we we about to be living our dream life. We manifesting our goals, right? Right. I know. So, all right. My next segment is what in the world is going on now? For this segment, when the week started out, I wanted to talk about um the whole Jay Z NFL thing. I don't want to talk about that no more. And the reason why I don't want to talk about that no more is because I don't even care anymore. I I I, I don't care. <laughs> But what I do want to talk about and what's going on is where we, I just want to um, spotlight three people uh, that we lost this week. If you are from New Orleans or you, you know, you, you, or if you lived in New Orleans before Katrina or whatever, then you know all three of these people. You've seen them on TV. You've heard their voices on the radio. And this past week we lost, um, one of the best morning radio hosts in the world, C.J. Morgan. C.J. Morgan, before Katrina, had the coldest morning radio show. Man, after, when we came back after Katrina and they took C.J. Morgan off the radio, boy, I was hot. Oh, I was so mad. But I settled for Tom Joyner. Love Tom Joyner on the show. But that's just because I like funny old people. And Tom Joyner is a hot mess. Um, and I really appreciate what he does with, like, a... Uh, HBCUs and stuff like that. Like, I, I really love that. But rest in peace to CJ Morgan. Um, I had read that he had been sick, but he passed away. I want to say that was Monday. Um, he is like his his morning show actually not being on the radio is a part of the reason why I actually stopped listening to the radio. I appreciated growing up that listening to Q93, that those people were in New Orleans. They knew what was going on in the streets uh they used to have like stop the violence rallies used to have teen summit stuff like that 
we need that back again. Like everything is so syndicated now and nothing is really like local and in the city. And that was another reason why I like the, um, the morning show that was coming on 102.9 and that doesn't even come on anymore. But I just wanted to highlight him and say, thank you, sir, for your service for all those years. Cause you kept us laughing in the morning growing up. <laughs> I remember getting dressed, going to Gregory, listening to that every morning and yeah man that 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 broke my heart this week and then the second person we lost this week was miss nancy parker miss nancy parker has been on the news in new orleans since i can remember (laughs) they have about three no i'm gonna say four they have four people who was on the news that when you see them you notice them from off the news i met nancy parker when i was working at exxon she stopped in a um, she was getting, I think she was just getting gas, her and the, uh, the, whoever was the driver, they was going do the morning news, they was going do news, I forgot what they was going to do news at, but we ended up meeting her, and I, le- I met a lot of newscasters in there, because the gas station I worked at was, like, right by the studio, was right by the news studio, so I met a lot of them, but she, um, her and the guy, the, so she died in a plane crash, and it was a two-pilot plane crash in New Orleans East. And the guy who was in the plane with her, he was like the biggest black stunt plane pilot. So I think that is dope. Like, but we really lost. She was doing a story on him when the plane. Uh, I read that the plane had some engine issues, and I think it blew up, and that really broke my heart. But when her family spoke out and it was like you know she died doing what she loved because she loved being a news anchor and she actually loved being like flying an airplane so that's awesome I mean it's not awesome that she died but it was awesome that she got to experience such a full life and I want to say thank you to her too for bringing us the news for so many years because even though she wasn't from New Orleans she was a big part of the New Orleans culture because of her being on the news and that was really really sad to see her uh, gone like that so rest in peace to them too miss nancy parker and i'm sorry i cannot think of the man's name right now i could look it up but i'll look it up while i'm talking <laughs> and last but not least we um just yesterday we lost um our first female governor for the state of louisiana we lost her yesterday she um had cancer and she passed away um, I'm trying to find a guy's name. I'm sorry, y'all. I should have had this. I should have had this prepared. Uh, but Miss Kathleen Blanco, she was Louisiana's first female governor. Um, and she passed away, um, cause she lost a battle with cancer. So I just want to say, you know, to the Blanco family, thank you guys for, you know, what y'all did in the state of Louisiana. And I think that it was awesome that she was the first female governor. Like, I still remember when she won. Like, that was that was crazy because she really was the first female. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I was I was a kid when she was governor, though, so I can't really speak on her being governor. Like, if she was a good governor or a bad governor because I was a kid. I don't really know. But, um, unfortunately, I was, like, able to remember friggin' other idiot governor that we had. I'm so glad he's not our governor anymore. I won't even say his name on this show. But that was my uh Ooh. 
all right, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and cut the show here because <laughs> I'm going going into overtime. I'm almost at 50 minutes, but thanks y'all for listening this week. Um, I'm gonna definitely keep y'all updated on everything that's going on with me. Hopefully, this week is a better week than last week was because this man, when I tell y'all, it's just it, everything's just been crazy, y'all. Like, everything's been crazy, and I feel like everything I'm going through, I mean, I know it's for a reason, but god damn like <laughs> i really feel like everything is falling apart like that's just how i feel right now but i'm trying to if it is falling apart i'm gonna let it fall apart so i can try to figure out how i can put this shit back together and i realized just now i cursed a lot on this episode i'm sorry y'all. i hope y'all don't mind but as always i hope that you all have i pray that you all have a blessed and abundant week i pray that it's prosperous I pray that new opportunities are um, laid out in front of you or offered to you as well as myself. And if you guys want a tarot card reading, DM me on Instagram, follow us, tell your friends to follow us, check out the podcast at Misguided Goddess Podcast. Um, We are on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google. Um, Just check us out. And I just want to say again, I pray that you all have a blessed and prosperous week. I pray that it's blessed and abundant. I pray that I pray that you guys are happy. I love you. Have a great week. Peace out.